It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Oh, God. That's a pain in the ass. Consequence Podcast Network. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tonist, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series. You know what to do. If you like what you see, what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I, uh, I put out three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, in fact. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover the new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Tyler Posey. We're going to be talking about his upcoming record, Unravel, uh, and what it's like to be an independent artist right now. In fact, uh, he's still continuing to work with John Feldman, which he had been on uh, Feldman's record label for the past few years, but uh, they still have a working relationship, but he wants to try it on his own, so we're going to hear about what that experience has been like from him. He's also going to tell us uh, what bands are inspiring his latest set, as well as writing with uh, Femme. In fact, they wrote a song together, and then they became partners. So it's kind of an interesting little uh, interesting little partnership that they actually do have. So he's, tell us about that, and of course, composing a track for the uh, new Teen Wolf movie, which he stars in. In fact... Tyler's going to tell us about how he wants to keep that series going, especially now that the movie has broken a few records. And we'll be discussing working on the uh, Scream TV series and getting the uh, the stink eye from Jason Bateman at the Teen Choice Awards some years back. And of course, and also, uh, I mean, uh, when we might expect a tour. Uh, is that going to come as well? So it's all that and more. We're talking Unravel. It's Kyle Meredith with Tyler Posey. Hey, buddy. Yeah, thanks for the intro. Oh, God, I have a dog with a squeaky toy. It just started squeaking it. Um, I got like It'd be part dogs. of the interview. Yeah, well, it's a character in its own. Yeah, Yeah, it adds a little flavor. Um, yeah, dude, everything's great. Uh, super excited to release this music. It's the first time in a few years that I've released independently. I'm not on a label right now, and so that's very exciting and um, sort of like an experiment. You know, I was I had a, a great run at, at John Felbin's label, Big Noise, and then decided for this next release that I kind of wanted to see what it was like on my own. I've got the fan base. I've you know, it, it just I just wanted to kind of see 
I've never done that with a big release before and, and I've garnered some more fans over the years. So it was just sort of an experiment and um, kind of gives me the freedom to sort of do whatever I want. I had a lot of freedom at that label, but this time there's really nobody sort of giving their input. And um, there's the album is 16 tracks and each song is pretty much a different genre in itself. So it's, 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 uh, it's really exciting that I get to sort of, you know, showcase all of my favorite bands and genres mixed on one album of mine so it's 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 really cool and to do it on your own i mean you're a little bit into this have does it feel different on the business side of things like i'm guessing there's a little bit more of a hands-on a little bit more legwork that you got to take care of too yeah and i felt that was something that i wanted to experience you know it kind of reminds me of back in the day when i was first starting bands when I was 12 years old I would create my own flyers you know I would like either draw them or go to Kinko's and mass print uh, a bunch of flyers and then I would go stick them to car windows pass them out at concerts so it does feel like there's more groundwork that I am doing on my own which is nostalgic but also it, I feel like it's good for me to kick my ass I I, I love um you know, working really hard. And I, I feel like it's easy to sort of get uh, complacent and a little, I don't know if lazy is the right word, but when somebody's doing it for you, you sort of lose that drive to, um, you know, make it happen yourself. And the first few releases, uh, I found that um, I still, the first few releases of this album, the first two singles, uh, I still have stuff to learn and more work to put into it. Um but it also it, it creates this sort of new passion of of uh, excitement, and I'm I'm really excited to film videos, and and it it creates this weird dichotomy of realizing oh shit there is more work to put into it, but it's also more exciting because it's it really is just me, and so it's it, it's it's an interesting dynamic, um, and I'm still sort of trying to figure out my legs while doing this, but it's it's interesting. I'm glad I'm doing it. It's it's. I felt like it was good for me to, I don't know, just learn how to keep working harder and keep working toward a goal of mine. It's smart too. And um, it's probably a little bit easier, although I'm, you made me a little nostalgic for hanging out at Kinko's uh, yeah. just with, with all of that. Like, uh, is it, does Kinko's, ex is like, did Kinko's go the way of like Circuit City? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it failed way before Circuit City. I think. <laughs> I, I haven't heard of a Kinko's since, I, I think, 2000, maybe. I'm not right. Sure. I haven't thought about that in a long time either. Yeah. Where do we get our wires and cords and copies at these days? <laughs> <laughs> so you're still working. Like uh, Feldman, though, he was still a part of the album. Is that right? Like there was still some yes. production? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, kind of. So um, I've been recording with Feldy for the past close to four years, I think. A little, little over three years, close to four years or more. I don't know. I, I don't know the time frame. COVID really messed everything up. Sure. It, it, that's like this weird black hole that adds three years. And I can't remember how long I've been working before, but um, so Feldy and I, once I left the label, we didn't release all of the songs. I think I released two EPs with him. And I think there were only, it was definitely less than 20 songs, but we recorded, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 40, maybe more. So we've got all this unreleased music and, um we're still really close he's still a really great friend of mine and i asked if uh if what, what we're going to do with all these songs that are going to be they're just sitting there and they're really great songs and i kind of felt bad for them i want them to be showcased and and he was like we can release them if you want and i was like that's, that would be great so we made a 
um, an agreement and he said that uh, would love to have these songs out. And so the last song that I just released, Gravity, that's a Feldman song. So there's there's five Feldman songs on this um, uh, LP and then 11 songs that I did outside of him with uh, my other friend, producer, Matt Malpass. Um, so it's kind of like a mishmash of, you know, Feldman and, and, and Matt as producers. But these songs that I did with Feldman, some of them are like a little over three years old. So this you can say that this album has been in the works for the past like three to four years, which is really cool to say, you know, it's when you're sitting on something for so long and then you get to kind of see how I've changed as an artist and it still kind of fits in line with with the stuff that I'm writing now. And so it's just a, it's, it, it, I don't know, it's, I, I always found that really cool when, when an artist that I idolize, they have been working on something for years. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, it better be good. You know, it's, uh, so it's, there's a little bit of added pressure to it, but um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's really exciting. I'm glad I'm finally releasing this music. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Tyler Posey. So you might not think of, and maybe you do, but you might not think of your songs in, in such a linear way, but... But like what I, you know, 
what did you want this one to say, I guess, especially following up drugs? And I'll even take the full step back and say, when you just look at the titles, even, you know, you got drugs and then you have unravel. I mean, it feels like there's sort of a chapter one, chapter two thing that's that's possible here. Is 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 that the case? Uh, no, there's definitely a possibility for that. I think um, sort of anything I write and 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 put out, you know, as an artist, you do try to have it be a cool story surrounding it and drugs um was special because i had just gotten sober off of drugs uh during that time you know and so that's that was that sort of landmark for me in my in my life and in my career and i felt like it needed to be um put down in paper and 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 memorialized in in a little ep and so that that's where that came from unravel um so this album's really interesting because i went into the studio with no plan of action i i had a bunch of songs that I demoed here at my house, songs from Feldy, and then I wrote a bunch of songs um, with Matt Malpass. And I didn't really have a game plan going into it. I didn't want it to be a certain genre. I just started writing. And with the freedom of being an independent artist now, not on a label, um, I felt like I could have that freedom. And also being an actor, there's an added freedom of... Um, you know, I don't have my, all my eggs in the basket of music, which means I feel like there's a little bit of freedom with with me being able to change sort of genres from song to song. I feel like a lot of artists don't get to have that privilege because their fans know them so well on a certain genre that if they divert it a little bit, it would be jarring and shocking. And so this whole album is just, I think the basis for it, the foundation is just experimental. Um, I put a lot of thought into each song, but I didn't put a lot of thought into the conceptualization of the album. It just kind of, it was all instinct. It just, it just came out of me. It, it, it happened. It unraveled out of me basically. Um, so that's, uh, I wrote, I wrote this one song called unravel. It's the last track of the, of the album. And I feel like it just, it has this really beautiful, sorry. It's got this really beautiful um, uh, build and then this crazy crescendo to this huge climax of of a song. And it's really epic. And I feel like it's a really great way to wrap out the album. Um, and it just the song itself is such a uh, heavy sort of epic adventure of a song, very cinematic um, that I wanted to call the album after it. And it just felt like Unravel was the right title. Um, but this album is sort of each song is it, it doesn't really reflect a time in my life like drugs was all about becoming sober. This one is just sort of all over the place. Um, but I do think that the songs are cohesive with with each other. Um, I put them in an in a, in a, in a order that I feel like is best listened to from top to end. Um, just, just because it sort of has this sort of digression of really heavy music to this sort of chiller vibe epic music um, sonically and so yeah there wasn't really a game plan when I went into this album it just sort of it unraveled out of me it just it just happened and I felt like that was in itself really special um, yeah 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 it's it but it, it does what you said it being a part two does work for the stuff that I've put out in the past. So it is it is cool to think of it that way. Yeah. So so when you're talking about, you know, every song being sort of a different genre or or different genres being represented every 
like I'd be curious, like how many different genres are we talking about? But also, how does that change for you in the way you approach them writing? Like, like is it even to the extreme? You're like, oh, I would really love to write this type of song now. What does that mean for how you begin that song? Sure. Yeah, no, of course. It. Yeah, like I said, it just kind of, I didn't go into the songwriting process with a plan. It wasn't like before I wrote this song, I wanted to sound like this. Um, so backtracking there. So all of the, I think the sounds sort of revolve in the alternative space. Um, there's no jazz, there's no blues on the album. Um, but it would have been entertaining we, though. That's, I would like to hear the Tyler Posey, Posey jazz, uh, jazz EP. I would love that too. I've written, I've written some stuff before, so it's not, um, unlikely that I'll have, you know, some jazz and what my next album or whatever I do, I do want to experiment and just kind of put everything I love. Again, I feel like I, I, I have that luxury because I, you know, it's not music is my end all. Um, but I go from, I'll, I'll do it in bands. So we have comeback kid and anything really hardcore, uh, inspiration in there we've got alkaline trio we've got blink 182 we've got sugar ray we've got 311 um we've got uh some sort of reggae style which i guess fits under the 311 umbrella um a little bit of uh crazy town or or um shifty uh there's some inspiration in there um so it, it sort of fits under this just like kind of alternative umbrella um but there's a lot of styles that i hit and a lot of bands that inspired me uh, and when i when i when i went to write it was just here's what i wanted to write at this time i have this really beautiful sort of um orchestra acoustic song that i i did go into it thinking here's what i want to write we were um rented a, an airbnb in big bear and we were on the lake and there was one day I was like, I need an acoustic song on this album. Like, that just feels like the only thing that's sort of missing. And so that's the only song I went into it thinking, like, here's what I want to write. Here's here's the next sonically sound that I that I want to write. And it ended up being this acoustic song. And it's really beautiful. It's the second to last song on the album. And it just kind of, it just throws you for another loop when you're listening to this, this album. That's just this uh, sort of mishmash of just a bunch of different styles and sounds and and uh, yeah, it's really, really, really cool, special and exciting. I, I actually love hearing that even more that there's sort of it's it's more artist inspired in that way. Yeah, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, your favorite artists and, and when they've worked on something for a long time and what that means to you. I find that I it's even more meaningful to me that when I talk to an artist and they're like, oh, yeah, I was totally this song is inspired by this. I it was talking with Alex from All Time Low yesterday. He was okay. like, I, I I was listening to nothing but Sgt. Pepper and Elton John. And the, the first two songs, you can absolutely tell that. And it made me love those songs like even more. How you know? cool. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you if you know the artist's inspiration and hear their take on it, it is this sort of because that's what art is. Art is always going to be inspired from somebody that, you know, inspired you as an artist. And I find that so cool. And then when, with your added flavor in it, it, it really makes it uh, it's special. Yeah. And we'll be right back right after this. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Tyler Posey. So we we got Gravity as the, uh, the latest single uh, and hitting on that one, which, you know, space, and I'm, I'm talking about the universe and space, seems like that's such a fun tool to use in writing because that's a that's the loneliest place to escape to exactly if you needed to be what what was the context for you in this one yeah so this was a this was a song that i demoed years before i took it to feldman um my friend and i even tried to record it at one point and it just uh it just never worked but i always had that initial first verse blasting off to space um no one can stop me i'm taking off from here alone so yeah it is and the way you put it is really 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 nice like it is the loneliest place and that's where this character in this song me uh wants to go at this point in his life um i think at this point i was sort of i don't know there's a lot of confusion here on this planet and i really try to whenever i do anything in my life i really try to lead with a sort of empathetic spiritual foot i always i always am just looking for the best in myself and people in the world and always just want to advance and sort of evolve as a person i want to evolve as a species i want to help the world evolve in whatever way and that's whether i'm being honest online with my music um interacting with fans in a, in a really meaningful special way I'm still figuring out ways that I can do this, but that's sort of where that song derived from. I was sitting back and realizing that like, there's a lot of bad here and I, I want to do something where I can make an impact on this place in a, in a, in a great way. But then at some points having that sort of um, passion to make an impact is sort of discouraging because it's, you don't really see it happening. Um, and so you just kind of want to get away from here. And, and then when, when I brought that uh, concept to Feldman, we sort of added the element of meeting somebody where you can share your interests with and, and find a partner in somebody. And so that, that ultimately is what the song became about. It's, it's, you know, being in a place where you're sort of really low and, and not really agreeing, can't find anybody to agree with. You don't particularly like the planet you're living on. Um, and you just kind of want to bounce and get away and, and not do anything drastic. It's not about, you know, ending it all. It's just about trying to, you know, let me, let me try to try another place on for size. Um, and then you meet somebody who you realize, you know, it's maybe this, they can make earth a little bit easier to swallow. 
Um, and so that's that's kind of where that that element came from. Um, and then I ended up, it's it's a funny story. This is the first song that I wrote with Femme, the artist Femme, um, who is now my partner. So that's it, it, it. I don't know if that was like, this was the song that laid out that foundation for us. Um, we both kind of realized like it, life is, is better with a, with a partner you can rely on and feel supported by. Um, but, uh, it's, it just, it just turned out to be that, that we ended up together. That's awesome. And yeah. it's, it's also, you know, most couples have a song, but your song is your song. Right. That's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we realize that we don't, we don't really have a song per se, which is funny, but we write a lot of music with each other. So that can kind of be ours. Just, but just to have that ground zero, like not many people have that, you know, and so, and, and I mean, writing, I, I've talked to my wife about this, you know, writing musically, especially is so intimate in, in, if you let it be in a way, regardless of who you're writing with, and then to bring in any kind of romantic part of it, like uh, this, this sort of, like I'm imagining an atom is what I'm doing yeah, right here, yeah, you know, yeah, and it just, yeah. right. It could be it could be super unstable, you know, but if you have all the right pieces and all the right support and love and and willingness and and it's uh, we yeah, we're killing it. We really make it work. And I'm I'm really, really excited to have this uh, to have her as my partner. And, you know, I think I think she could say the same. I think <laughs> I'm sure I love hearing that. I do. Uh, I really do. And and then I'll uh, I'll bring up uh, Lemon as well, because that's, of course, that's a single that preceded this. I I heard this song before I saw the new Teen Wolf movie, and I wasn't aware at that moment that it was in there. And I thought, man, this music is really powerful, and it's got this gothic feel to it that, you know, I was really, I mean, it was speaking to everything that I love at that moment. I mean, of course, you see Graveyard in there, and that helps with the gothic thing. But, but it wasn't until, like moments or a day or whatever afterwards that I realized that you had sort of written this with that in mind for the movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love it. Just throwing out the compliment right there. That's a powerful Thank song. Thank you. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. This was, uh, this one came about really cool. Um, the Teen Wolf movie is something that I've been wanting to do for years. And finally we got the opportunity. And as soon as they uh, came to me and asked, how do you feel about it? I was like, absolutely. Let's do it. Put a song of mine in the movie and we're good. And that's what happened. And then <clears throat> I didn't know what capacity the song was going to be in the film. And they, you know, the end credit song, I think, is one of the most important special songs of a movie. And they gave that to me. I didn't even ask for that part. And so I was like, all right, this song has to be epic. It's got to be cinematic. It's got to uh, keep the ride going. You know, you just went on this pretty much two and a half hour long ride. Um if you're a big fan of Teen Wolf with characters that you've loved for years and you've been wanting to see for years back on the screen. So I was like, how do I, you know, just keep this feel, this marching kind of driving feel of this other, I wanted to encapsulate the entire two hours and 30 minutes in two minutes and 30 seconds, you know, and keep that feel going and, and, and really kind of just capture this cinematic feel and yeah, I feel like we did a really, really, really great job. I wrote it right here in this chair um, with Femme. She has, uh, she's just such a talented artist and singer and, and writer and, and has a great feel for tone and for music and where to piece it, where, where to put a certain genre or sound. And so we both kind of decided like it needs this rock and bass as this intro and I came up with that baseline and then everything else just sort of 
built itself around it. It just was easy. Like I hopped on the microphone and came out with that, that sort of monotone melody that I put like this bullhorn effect on and it just felt right. And then had her vocals in the background and, and then I had that scream and everything just kept building after one another. I didn't really have an idea where it was going to go. The way that I write normally, I'll write the first part of the song and then I'll hear that first part over and over until the next part just kind of spills out of it. Like I, I don't really, I, I don't have a game plan for each section of the song. Each section writes itself after the previous section. And so that's how this song came about. And, and I was just super happy with, 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 with how it, with how it came out. I, I don't know. It just really felt super cinematic and fun and sort of nostalgic and, it doesn't really feel like anything that has been released by anyone in, in a long time. And it was a mix of a lot of different genres and sort of an 80s, 90s bass in the beginning, mixed with these really cool sort of Smith-like or the Cure guitars. Um, and then having the scream element in there just felt like this Marilyn Manson, rock, gothic, kind of what you said. It's 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 sort of all over the place. And then the chorus is this... I don't know. It's just got this beautiful punk, pop punk, um, post hardcore feel to it. And yeah, it just, I'm super happy with, with the entire thing. And that was, that was a lot of fun to, to pull off. I'm really happy we got to do that. Well, I, I'll say that the, uh, the, the alt goth sound, if we want to call it that fits you really well. And I'll selfishly just hope for more, uh, a little bit more of that. Yeah. Thanks, uh, man. yeah. I appreciate it. There are, there are definitely a few on the album that uh, that fit that sort of vibe and i'm really 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 excited to showcase it and we'll be right back right after this welcome back it's kyle meredith with tyler posey and yeah. and then you know maybe you'll get more chances who knows with teen wolf I, and i'm only quoting you uh first congratulations on the records that you broke and then to see you say let's keep the story going like yeah. Yeah. Does the story keep like, do you want to keep that story going? Oh, yeah. That that's that's something I've wanted to do since day one. I've I've it's hard to walk away from this gig. I love this job. I love the writers. I love the people behind it. I love the storyline. I love my character. It's something that I really want to keep going. And I think what was cool is that it was nice to have this five-year break so the fans could, you know, miss it. And then also it's just interesting to see these characters older. It's this weird jump in time that we do that makes everything more exciting and, and you, you eat it up a lot more as a fan. So yeah, I want more. I, I, I would love more Teen Wolf. Um, you know, I think most everyone else does who's on the show, who, who watched it, a fan, you know, I think everybody kind of, we're all in the same boat. So it, you know, it, it would be remarkable and incredible. And yeah, I think we would try to put more music in it. You know, maybe get two songs this time with the the end the ending credits and the beginning credits. Yeah, it's shows like that and movies. Um, now we have a joke <laughs> around here. I'll be watching them, and I said, "You think these characters just ever have just a boring day? Like just <laughs> sat around in my sweatpants watching TV? Nothing happened. Nothing happened at all." That's what I want to see. You know, because you're right; these characters are kind of like risking their lives every time we see them, and I do want to see more of a mundane atmosphere that they could be in. You know eating a bowl of cereal <laughs> it'd be hilarious by the way it'd be like you would almost be like punking your audience and everything you could just put out a, a standalone episode maybe it's a you know in a season where 30 minutes nothing happens it'd be great it'd be like seinfeld mixed with right. Teen Wolf. 
You swell the music like something's gonna happen, but yeah, no, just yeah, tie in my yeah. shoe, you know. It's yeah, like, exactly. What a fake ass. <laughs> Yeah, smart. Um, not the only legacy, you know, uh, that you've been a part of, you know, um, with the Scream series as well, to be part of what's, I guess you'd call legacy projects now. You're like, you dropped in on Scream, you know, of course, you were there from the beginning with Teen Wolf, but but these are, pardon the pun, I mean, these are very different animals, it right. would seem, than, thanks, <laughs> than, than, than just a regular movie. I mean, is does that, do you, does it change the way you approach it because when it's history like that? I think I think there's an element of just more excitement, you know, like because I my character in Scream got to wear the ghost face costume and there's that I grew up with that. I even bought that costume for Halloween when I was like, I don't know, from age seven to like 12. And I remember I could it had blood squirting out of it and I would squeeze this heart and the blood, the so, the ghost face would 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 bleed. Um so it was something when when it's things like that, it's it you get really giddy. It adds this sort of giddy. There's maybe a little bit of pressure there. I, I know other actors kind of will feel some pressure with big shoes to fill. Um, I I don't really put that sort of pressure on me. Um, there's always a little bit because it's you know it are they are big shoes to fill. But I'm I I like what I do. Um, I feel like I'm a fan of 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 the work that I do, and so it's. I'm never too scared to kind of fill those shoes. I'm excited to kind of show people my take on it. Um, but it is just, for me, it's just really exciting. You know, Teen Wolf itself was a legacy before the show even started with Michael J. Fox. Mm. Um, so that was another thing that was, you know, exciting. And But, you know, in the end, acting is art. And it's it's your take on something that inspired what you're doing now. And so it's, uh, you know, I, I think that, the pressure never really was there for me because we are, you know, doing a sort of our own version of it. And you hope that the fans like it. There's always that worry. You know, when Teen Wolf first came out, we had all the diehard Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf fans hating on Teen Wolf um, because, you know, they're like, how could you recreate this, this gold, this masterpiece? And, you know, it, it was, it was, a, it is a great movie. So it was a little scary, but um people came around pretty quickly and realized we were doing our own thing. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so fun being a part of those legacies. I, I, I want that. I want to keep it going. I, I, um, it's fun. It's, it's, I don't know how else to put it, man. It's, it's kind of like you're going to go see your favorite band play and they pull you up on stage to play a guitar riff that you've been practicing for years. So it's, it's, it's similar in that vein. Um, you know, it's kind of like an honor, definitely to do that you know I was also in scary movie five and I scary movies were my favorite movies growing up and so it was uh that was also another thing I, I was really excited about it's cool it's really cool you know we always look back to Michael J Fox and poor Jason Bateman always gets looked over in that uh that second I know one, so. I have this really funny story actually that I've been like waiting to tell I actually I want to tell it on Jason's podcast um heartless mm -hmm. but I don't know if I'll ever get a get a get a gig on there um I don't think I'm at that level but uh, I met Jason Bateman at Teen Choice Awards. I think it was, I was 19 years old. So it was probably 2010, something like that, 2011. Um, and I met him and I was like, hey, dude, you're Teen Wolf. I'm Teen Wolf. I'm the new Teen Wolf. And he was like, get out of here, man. That's so cool. And we shot the shit a little bit about the makeup process and and all of that. And then we went our separate ways and he was like, okay, I got to go. It's nice to meet you, man. And it was really sweet conversation. He was a great guy. Um, 
And then I get sat at my seat, which is kind of near the stage. And he, the reason he was there, he was maybe for horrible bosses. I can't remember, but he was there as a presenter and he gets on stage and I'm pretty damn close to him. And I'm looking up at him and I'm like all giddy about our interaction that just happened. And I go, Teen Wolf 2. I yelled it out. Like when the audience was just silent, you could hear a pin drop. And he gave me this look like he wanted to rip my throat out with his Teen Wolf teeth. And it was like the best moment of my life. <laughs> Horrible because I felt I was genuinely excited and I, I felt like he did not like that because obviously that wasn't the best movie for him. But uh, I thought it was an incredible moment. <laughs> you know, I was such an idiot kid, stupid kid, you know. Oh, but I'm so glad you did that. I like, know, me too. Yeah, that's, you, it you, you'd regretted it otherwise. Yeah, exactly. It was perfect. I'm very happy. That Somebody out there thinks Teen Wolf 2 is a masterpiece. Somebody yeah. that's their favorite movie. I think so. Like, yeah. I don't know who that person is, but they exist somewhere. Yeah, so. I meet them. <laughs> well, bringing it back, um, <clears throat> Unravel. I'm looking yeah. forward to the whole album tour as well. Going to spend Definitely. a bit of this yeah, year? Some point. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the end of this year. So it's tricky sort of managing acting career with music career because music career when you book a tour you book it in months and months and months in advance um acting happens a little bit quicker so say i book a tour and then there comes this acting gig that i really want that would get in the way of the tour um you just have to be really strategic about it so for now i'm going to release the album let the album speak for itself get a lot of attention from that and let that garner some love um work on focus on acting for sort of maybe the rest of this year um but as soon as you know i'm ready we're gonna we're gonna do a, a huge tour and um whether that's in europe whether that's here in the states i'm no stranger to both so yeah that's definitely happening and i have countless fans asking for tour and when i'm gonna tour and so there's you know i i feel like it'll be a great turnout when it when it does happen so yeah yeah definitely eventually soonish <laughs> Easy enough. Fair enough. Uh, man, Tyler, thank you so much. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you taking the time. Congrats on everything you got going on again with the the record breaking on uh, Team Wolf, the movie. And uh, and of course, we'll all be looking forward to Unravel. Yeah, Kyle, thank you so much, dude. I really had a great time. I really appreciate it, man. And my thanks to Tyler Posey, the new album, Unravel. Thanks to you, of course, for checking out the episode. Uh, before we get out of here, I do hope you hit that subscribe button. Again, I put out new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover the new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots. That's uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. Again, dude, I'm really sorry about last week. I, I felt so bad about that. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.